It's Loving the Strange with Carrie Jones and Sean Farrar. Loving the Strange, a podcast for weirdos and those who want to be weirder. Embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday, live streaming Fridays. Loving the Strange. Check us out. Hey, Sean K. Welcome to Loving the Strange, my husband. (laughs) And you can say friend. I was going to call you friend. What? I was going to call you friend, but I was worried that if I called you friend, you'd be like, did I get downgraded? No. But I would say you were upgraded from husband if I called you friend. I would agree. Yeah. Hey, D. So D's here. Yay. All that matters is that D's here. We were a little worried, actually. We were like, will D be here this week? D didn't say that she was going to be here this week. (gasps) What if D's not here? And... That made me worried because in my head, Dee knows everything about television. No pressure, Dee. She seems to be a bit of a kind of like I never remember this word. Connoisseur? No. Uh, when you know, like pop, not pop. Aficionado? Like pop culture? Pop culture, yeah. Stuff like that. She uh, has a lot of pop, pop culture knowledge. Oh, she said it's been storming where she is, which Georgia. Um, and she was kind of worried too. But oh, thank no. goodness, all that matters, honestly, in my Friday, no pressure, D, is that D is here. <laughs> I know, no pressure, but Carrie's right. We both wish the same thing. We're like, what if D can't come? <laughs> but anyways, in my head, D is the pop culture aficionado of everything, and. That makes sense because that we were super worried this week because this week is all about weird, strange shows. Yeah. And, you know, the term strange and weird is kind of subjective. So one person's weird show might not be weird to someone like someone might think The Bachelor is weird where or The Bachelorette where a bunch of people compete for the love and affections of a. Uh, other humans. Everything about that show is weird. You know it. It's weird, like, but all everybody on that show is a little bit off. Oh, I'm sorry. Sean has a lot of opinions no about the Bachelor franchise. Um, but to some people, not Sean, it's like this perfectly normal, acceptable television show. And <laughs> look at Sean laughing. I it is. I like it as a television show. It's it's akin to like. Uh, storage wars or something like you never know what you're gonna get i feel like we need to just pick a show and create a podcast with d to watch so that we can all just have like live watch parties (laughs) that'd be cool i know the bachelor would probably be a good one for those but sean has really intense really intense opinions about stuff yeah i do anyways i'm always right (laughs) so so anyways i thought that when we were thinking about like oh this is a podcast we wouldn't be able to find anything about it about the weirdest shows of all time and in a way a lot of the sources that i found are super repetitive um and a lot of them might have things that i don't quite agree with right as being weird to me? Yes, but one of the things that <laughs> I... Who on one of them? 
know that I've noticed, and it better not be because that will be dead to me. Old timey Doctor Who. <laughs> Old timey Doctor Who. She said she'd totally do it, except she doesn't have cable, so it'd be hard. Oh no. Well, we do you do you have any pay services like Netflix or something? Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Hulu. We could watch old bachelors and talk about that there. That would work on Netflix. <laughs> anyways, anyways, there are some really weird TV shows out there, right? That and one of them, I think that might be one of the weirdest, might go right to your heart, Sean Kelly. Oh, yeah. And it was called Cop Rock. <laughs> I never heard of it before today. Okay. I never did. Apparently it was in 1990. So very long time ago, before you were a cop. Oh yeah. And you're not a cop now, but you had that bit of your life, right? I was just a baby, man. <laughs> Barely in my twenties. <laughs> but it was a real show. And the reason why this show is so weird is because it was a cop show and a musical. That's really just kind of disgusting to me. <laughs> Why is that disgusting? I don't know. I don't know. They, 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 well, I don't like musicals, number one. He's very anti-musical, honestly. I know. I don't know how we're married. No, really. How are we married? Because I'm all about the musical. I, I took you to a musical of my very own accord. Which one was that, baby? Can you hear that? Okay. Oh. oh, well, anyways, this is a tiny video of the show Cop Rock. And it had like Randy Newman singing the theme song, which is kind of amazing all in itself, right? Like, do you remember Randy Newman? No, I was going to ask you who Randy Newman was. Oh my God, Sean. Did you. You're the oldest person who doesn't remember the 90s that I know, right? Like, No, I just remember the cool 90s. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Cop Rock was a short-lived series um, in which the critic David Zerowak in the Baltimore Sun said, quote, it's great and it's terrible. Um, he said some of the numbers are so jarring in their context that it's almost ludicrous, right? Well, that sounds like a good thing, actually. How can you make cop life into a musical, man? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't really want, don't really want to think about it. No, you don't, because it's just so wrong. Like, it's <laughs> strange and wrong. It's really wrong. And they think the reason that this show became was four years earlier, there was a BBC series called The Singing Detective. Oh, yeah? Right? And so they're like, oh, let's steal that and just tweak it so it's not outright stealing and we'll make cop rock. <laughs> that sounds like a big joke to me. Yeah. But whatever. Like, when you were a cop that... Because it's a long ways from Britain to the United States, and it doesn't always transfer, <laughs> like the comedy and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, like that's how The Office started, really. Right? I know, actually. But, I didn't know that. But like. But we had our own version, right? Like a detective's not a cop, and 
English cops were are not American cops. And like, you know, it's just I'm gonna read you some of the lyrics. Well, it was a singing detective, not every cop on the screen was also singing. It's a huge difference to me. Yeah. Like I can see the singing detective. Yeah. It's like, you know. I, I have no musical references, so I'm done. But. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a solo act. How about that? It's just horrifying to me. Man. It's hor- and I think that I don't know, but I feel like it's always going to be possibly the strangest thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and over on YouTube, they have every song that's ever been sung. Cop rock? Yes. Have you listened to him? No, but there's one called He's Guilty with the judge. <laughs> Here, <laughs> this explains it on flypaper. Like sound soundfly.com. Ready? Yeah. Setting a tense courtroom. The lawyers for both sides, court reporters, victims, and accused are all breathlessly awaiting a verdict. The no-nonsense down-to-business judge looks over and so asks the jury if they've reached a verdict. The foreman somberly says they have. The judge then snaps his finger, points to the bailiff, and says, hit it. <laughs> like, you just can imagine that, right? Yeah, but uh, I can only imagine I would hate it. And so then, <laughs> boom, it's a gospel-infused, sultry ballad. Right. Yeah. And the courtroom becomes a church and that's the metaphor. And there's like all this, like the judge's robe is like a gospel choir's pulpit gown. And it's like, you know, without ever even having seen it, I'm going to vote that the worst television show in history. (laughs) Worse than Lord's Welk. Worse than... I was going to say Merv Griffin, but I used to laugh at Merv Griffin as a kid, so must have been pretty good. Hey. Yes? Can we have a quick conference in the middle of the studio? Okay, what? Oh, you got to come to me. Okay, what? No, what? Can you, I don't know what you said. Oh, well, then come back. Oh, my gosh. No, we can't do this. I don't know what that is. Russia. Yeah, I still don't know what that is. A though. show from that country. Can I you can mention a show from Russia, baby. All right, I didn't want to be inflammatory with the whole international <sighs> scene going on currently because I thought I, I thought the premise of this show was pretty freaking cool, and part of it would only take place in a place. I'm not sure if I'm done with cop rock though. I'm trying to get you done. No, <laughs> I want to show. I want to show bumpity bump. Okay. All right. Can I just share Bumpity Bump? Yes. Because it's so wrong in so many ways. Yeah. It's like basically a female cop and sex. It's just bad. All right. It's just so bad. All right. Ready? Yes, love. All right. You okay? You no. won't be able to hear it, babe. But <laughs> well, no, really it. On. What? I can watch it. I hear your lips pretty good. So there's people kissing. Yeah. Man, there's just nothing like it. I mean, what a rush. Shawnee. I can read lips. Shawnee, did you really just say what I thought you said? It gets a girl thinking. No. So basically, it's two cops 
and one cop is trying to make out with the other boy cop who's running away and she's taking her ponytail out and trying yeah it's bad yeah this legit was a song from this tv show yeah yeah she's definitely singing so Wait, there you go. Dive up between his legs. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's so terrible. I like, think it's even better without being able to hear it, honestly. I'm sorry that no, you're probably lucky you can hear it. And no. I kind of feel bad. Like, you know, as a writer and creative person, like making fun of this thing. Yeah. But what were they thinking? There was a whole team of people creating this, you know, yeah. and they had a song about a female cop trying to make the moves on a male cop called Bumpity Bump. <laughs> Just like Bumpity well, what, what Bump. What's the Bumpity Bump? The sexual innuendo? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Like, how is that real? Well, how is that whole show real? So wrong. I'm so sorry for you fans of Cop Rock. Well, I don't have such an in-depth interpretation of the show. I want to talk about first. How can you not? And I apologize. You should. I hope I don't offend anybody because this is a Russian game. This was a Russian game show. Dude, I just showed a uh, predatory female cop on I it. I know. Right. But the premise is so cool and also involves cops. <laughs> so the contestant would be given a car by the producers. So just picture the bachelor. He's given like a, you know one of those Tahoes they use for the rides, <laughs> and he's told to drive off. And then the producers we call the cops and report the car as stolen. What? So, yeah. So wait, it, what? That's so mean. I'm sure they know. They have to know what their objective is. You think? So yes, because the goal is if the contestant can dodge the cops, like not get arrested for 35 minutes, they get to keep the car. But what about the cops? Well, don't they get like no, in trouble that, for a false report or no, something? No, that's the other side of the coin. If they get caught, it's, it's I think the, the premise is that cops are approaching it as a real stolen car. So as it, it says, and this is from scoopwhoop.com. <laughs> if they get caught, however, they get some very real kicks to the ribs. Oh, <laughs> so, oh my gosh. They, now, your intelligent question is a little big hole in the whole thing. But it is a wrestling game show, so who knows? Can you imagine? I mean, for all we know, the cops could all be actors and... And still kick the shit out of the contestant. Probably. I would <laughs> want to be on that show. Huh? I, th I would want to do it. It sounds enticing, doesn't it? Yeah, I kind of would. I would well, like, like, because I couldn't ethically ever steal anything because I'm such a goody goody. Right. But if I had, like, the, oh, you're on a game show motivator, I yeah. think it would be really fun. <laughs> D said, I just buy the car from somewhere else. <laughs> well, that's, I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not some crazy, stupid junk car. Like, Oh my gosh, what if it's a terrible car? I mean, even if it's brand new, like a Ford Fiesta or something. Is Ford Fiesta a bad car? 
I feel you remember like the Yugo? you're being biased. You remember the Yugo? I remember the Pinto, and if you hit the back of the Pinto, it would explode, yeah, Pinto. You, you, know, you, never, you never wrote the Yugo, did you? Uh-uh. Oh, the, yes. I think Carrie Ratton had a Yugo in well, high school. They were the most bare-bones cars ever made, sold in the United States, I think. That's awesome. And the Ford Fiesta was like one thread. I mean, literally one thread of upholstery above them. I would probably buy a Yugo now. Well. It'd be better than my Super. No, it wouldn't. I think it would. No. Gas mileage. Barely. <laughs> All right. Not worth it. So, I can't even imagine driving a Yugo up here when it's like below zero. That's because we're in Maine. They there's probably no one's listening. The Yugo from my youth was in New Hampshire, though. It's very cold in New Hampshire. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And I can't remember, was Carrie Ratton who had one or Ed Helbig? I don't know, baby. And Ed is now like the art director on the Today Show, oh, I think. Yeah. And Carrie, I think, is a nurse yeah, practitioner. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Sounds more practical. No, Ed was, yeah, maybe. Um. So, anyways, <laughs> there's another site on vh1.com yeah. that lists, um is an article by Brendan Gallagher, and it lists the ten weirdest reality shows of all time. And I have to tell you that we've watched some of them. Shawnee. No, we have not. Yes, because the first one on the list is Finding Bigfoot. Oh, that's not weird. <laughs> I'm going to read I you. I mean, it's stupid, but it's not weird. I'm going to read you directly from the article already because yeah. it's just two paragraphs and it's really, really funny. The slew of, quote, tough men doing tough man things, end quote, Reality shows is pretty ridiculous, but among the shows following bearded men through some sort of wilderness, the worst has to be the one where they're in pursuit of a fictional character. <gasps> <laughs> so I'm like, don't get mad, baby. I feel like my heart's broken. Don't get mad. I'm a little upset with you, Brendan Gallagher. He's Anyways, unproven, not fictional, <laughs> unproven. Unlike many of the shows on this list. Finding Bigfoot has been a hit, at least by animal planet standards. Ooh, that's a thing in a parenthetical. The series has spawned a spinoff, Finding Bigfoot, further evidence, and the ratings have held strong. Of course, the show has had its critics. After one reporter criticized the show and Animal Planet's other offerings, Mermaids, the body found. <laughs> now, see, that's stupid. Co-host. That's only like one episode. Co-host James Bobo Fay responded as any rational man would. He said, you can't equate Bigfoot to mermaids. <laughs> Good point, Bobo. Actually, you kind of can. I... No, you can't. By my standards, you can't. No, you can't. Body, body, body. As in corpse. Dude. And there's a lot better chance of a mermaid being eaten when it dies. It's like fully engulfed by the animals of the ocean than there is a Bigfoot. Bigfoot could get eaten by bears. Yeah, but they're always going to eat that four-foot femur. <laughs> I'm just saying. Really? Like, if you find a skeleton out in the woods and and Andre the Giant is, is, 
is is you know you can know you know where his body is. It's probably Bigfoot. But nobody's done it that It could yet. be you, babe. Like, what? if your dead body was out there, you're so no, tall. No, They'd probably say, that's the body of a 12-year-old right there. No, they would not. <laughs> a 12-year-old Bigfoot, maybe. <laughs> yeah. um, Dee asked about this if the swan was up there. Do you remember the swan, babe? No, I don't. All right, so. Not, I mean, maybe I might if you talk about it. Okay, so this is the Wikipedia entry about the swan. It's an American reality television program. It was on Fox back in 2004, quote, in which women who are judged to be ugly. Oh, I were, remember the title, maybe the premise, but I never watched that. That's the great. Were given, quote, extreme makeovers that included several forms of plastic surgery. The title of the series refers to the fairy tale, The Ugly Duckling, in which a homely bird matures into a swan. I know the story, but. That's horrible. I know. I actually wouldn't let my daughter watch that show. How many of those contestants are all swole up from box cosmetic surgeries? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like, I don't. He's got half a Botox smile. That's so sad to think about. I think they gave them a therapist as well. They should have. But like. Because that's fucking horrible. Sean language. I'm sorry. Um, But like. Here, it's amazing to me because I don't think that the lady, like, here's an example of a lady who is on the swan. Ready? Yeah. If I can get it. I'm so sorry to the people who are only listening to the um, podcast afterwards because they won't get to see this. But if, um, here's an example of one of the ladies, right? See her? I see her. She's not ugly before. No. She's just not wearing makeup and her hair's in a ponytail. Yeah. Like, and she's got her she's got her shoulders scrunched up. Yeah, probably. Like everything's just there. Like, like she's just not it's like super poor posture. She's got all around. Yeah, she's got Carrie Jill's posture. No and she has no makeup. She's me. And so then they're like, Oh, she's so ugly. Her Let's make her pretty. Darker. Let's make her pretty. You know? Yeah. It's ridiculous. The end. Anyways. It makes me sad. That's a horrible show. Exactly. Like. So Dee's got a good comment relevant to that show. Oh, she, she does? She apparently watched it a couple times. And what did Dee say, Sean? Dee said they have a therapist and couldn't look in any mirrors until their complete transformation. Do they still do that stuff like extreme makeovers on TV other than um, Baby, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy? You know or straight what up, I watch for television. Is that on the list? Either be. one of those shows. Is that on the list? Sean's a big fan of American Pickers. Which but that's not all I watch. But if you think about it. I also watch Finding Bigfoot. I'm I'm he also kidding. watches Husband Interruptus. How to interrupt your wife as many times as possible. But no. Taught me a lot. <laughs> he, he watches American Pickers a lot, which is basically people looking at other people's stuff and then selling, buying it, and then reselling it. Right. So kind of like a barter and swap thing on Facebook. Yeah, but they pay cash. They don't barter. Every once in a while, they'll do a little swappy swap, but mainly cash. Let me tell you about this show. What show? It was a German reality show. 
Okay, but we have comments too. Oh, we'll go through some comments. Are you quick. sure? Oh, I'm real sure. Okay, Aggie said that Stephen King joke of who's stronger, Batman or Superman? Batman's a man, so he is. LOL, you guys are so funny. <laughs> we paid you to do that. Um, and Tommy says that he met Andre. Really? I'm sure he is a huge man. Wow. But, I mean, he's deceased now, but. I want to know how Tommy met Andre the Giant. Maybe he went to a wrestling match. Or That'd like so a, cool. a, a, a. Or a Comic Con or kind of for wrestling. Say, but I didn't want to say Comic Con. Yeah. Because wow. it's Wrestling Con. Who knows? <laughs> I wonder if you're the tallest person I've ever met, Sean. Me? I doubt it. I know you've seen taller people than me. I don't know. I think you've seen taller people than me in our local grocery store. I have seen taller people than you, but they're always kind of thin. Well, and my preppy. extreme musculature <laughs> held me back those last couple inches. Tommy said it was at WrestleMania 3. See, that makes sense, man. It does make sense. You're right, Sean. Sean's always right. Yeah, Tommy, don't make him three, right. WrestleMania 3 must have been like freaking 50 years ago now. Yes, but, really, but D said that Tommy could have been at a met Andre at a con because of the Prince's Bride. Because uh, Andre the Giant was in that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and say that Tommy wouldn't be at a con that included Princess Bride. You don't know that. No, that's why I said I'm going out on a limb. Well, D and I will be there. <laughs> you and Tommy can go to the WrestleMania 87. <laughs> I'm going to send our good friend in my stead. <laughs> oh, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what were you going to say about that German show, my friend? Oh, it's another show that's right up my alley. All right. Let's Although, see. maybe not. <laughs> okay. So, Ready. there were 12 contestants in this show. Uh huh. And they would donate their sperm to a lab. What? No, yes. they wouldn't. Yes, they would. Did they show them donating it? No. Okay. That's not the game. Okay. <laughs> the game is they would all put the sperm in uh, whatever the medium was with a female egg in it. <gasps> and whoever's sperm got to the egg first won. You're kidding. A red Porsche. They want a red Porsche. That's not real. <laughs> According to scoopwhoopwhoop.com, it is. No. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. What was it called? It doesn't say the name. I don't believe it. It says sperm race. <laughs> I don't know. But it doesn't say it's a German reality show. Well, Only in German, so it'd be like, Guten Gochlgrachen Drachen, Spermin Rossen, Oops. Uh, All I did was say really good, good, pretty. <laughs> but hoops is a word in German. Anyways, so are you sure that's real? Man, all right, I'll look it up. I I'm feel like the up. internet's lying to us. I just can't believe that's real. <gasps> like, how is it real? Hold on. All right. Okay, as Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting, but there's an Come awkward on. pause. My, my damn computer won't work. So this is from the Guardian, okay? Okay. They're half legit. <laughs> yeah, it appears to be called sperm race because that's capitalized in the sentence. No. Yes. 
So they donate his sperm, it's frozen, and sent to the company's studio in Cologne, where no. a sperm will race towards an egg, lured by a chemical that encourages encourage them across the finishing line. No. Three doctors, including a gynecologist, will be on hand to make sure the sperm <laughs> behave correctly while cameras record it all. What happened once the sperm hit the egg? Like, what did well, they do with it? I don't think it was it? necessarily a real egg. Did they? Oh, all right. Otherwise, they probably squished it real quick. Oh, Sean, that's disgusting. Well, would you want to be born from a reality show? It's <laughs> really wrong. I can't believe Man, this is our this, world. You got this podcast all off track, baby. No, uh that's one of the strangest things I've ever heard about a TV show. Speaking of strange. It's one of the coolest. No, it's not cool. Yeah. Speaking of strange, here, ready? Yeah. Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. I heard it. What's the name of that show? Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. I've heard of that. That was not that long ago. It, was tw- it lasted a whole year from 2013 to 2014. I never watched it, but I did hear about it, yeah. And on VH1, they describe it as choosing the weirdest Amish reality show. It's like picking your favorite child. It's one of the most difficult decisions you'll ever make. If you were to pick Breaking Amish or Amish Mafia, no one would blame you. But in terms of sheer ridiculousness, to us, there's nothing better than Vanilla Ice Goes Amish. Here's a quote from the original press release. This fall, pop icon and knockout home renovator Rob Van Winkle, a.k.a. Vanilla Ice, will travel deep into the largest Amish settlement in the United States while on a quest to learn the lost art of hand craftsmanship. <laughs> Which feels like it could go with sperm race, honestly. Um, yeah, but, oh, never mind. And they say, of course, this raises a lot of questions. The first among them being, who the hell would want to watch that? And that's easy, no one. But the show only got a run of two five-episode seasons on the Do-It-Yourself Network, which we hadn't heard of either, they said. That is... Amazing. uh, Yeah. Amazing. But I was going to say, if they did, even though it was only five episodes per season, they did two seasons. That's not bad. No. That's better than some of these shows that are pumping out on Netflix and stuff lately. That's very true. Yeah. Or anything like Manifest, where they don't finish it, and then it's like, oh, you'll never know the conclusion. <laughs> right. Like, Manifest. Good thing I fell asleep while you watched that show. <laughs> I used to try to watch Manifest, and Sean, like, just had no interest in it for some reason. And it was this TV show, and the basic premise is, like, was supernatural, and, like, these people on a plane, like, a commercial airplane, like suddenly reappear five and a half years later after the plane had vanished and everybody was presumed dead and there was no closure because they like canceled it. Like after four seasons, maybe it's heartbreaking. (laughs) But to be fair, I stopped watching it and I only started reading the recaps, which Maybe. You read them before the show. It's called spoiler. No, I read them after. I always read them the day after the show, and I never watched the show. I just read the recaps after like two seasons. I gotta tell you, in regards to that, 
The Bachelor and Bachelorette shows, they got that crap locked down pretty tight. What do you mean? Got, like, like, like the real endings and stuff. Oh, yeah, they got closure. Like, you're always on there trying to figure it out ahead of time. I'm like, duh, 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 duh. what happens to Clayton? Yeah, duh, 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 duh. Bachelor spoiler. Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. They keep it wrapped up pretty good. Eh, reality Steve. What? There's a guy called Reality Steve. I, don't tell me. I mean, I don't get into that sort of spoiler stuff. You, you brought up spoilers, babe. I know, and you're the queen of I am the queen of spoilers <laughs> and recaps. They make my life happy. Um, Dee said that Manifest kind of reminds her of Lost, but Lost ended, and she hated the ending. Lost, Dee, for those of you who remember that show that Dee and I remember, that was where I started like understanding fandoms, I think, because they had like it's an old show now, but they had all these like forums and spoilers where they talk about not necessarily spoilers, but they talk about like Easter eggs and stuff. And there was this whole community of people trying to figure out what was going on with Lost. Sean never watched Lost, I don't think. I watched like a couple episodes with you, but I never got into it. I'm going to look up when that was. That was 2004 to 2010, and it had 121 episodes. That's quite a bit. Yeah. Nothing like American Pickers, but it's quite a bit. Um, my favorite story about Lost is Emmy, my daughter, and I had been in a... Uh, we were... My, Car crash? No, we were uh, at a conference on the coast of Maine with my former husband. Um, and we went to a like a cafe breakfast place and two of the producers of Lost were there. And it was like around like Emmy was super baby little. And um, they were talking all about this TV show and all their ideas for this TV show. And they're cracking me up because we're in Maine and everybody's wearing fleece and flannel and no makeup. And we're not very posh people usually up here. And the moment you see someone who looks a little posh, you know, they're from New away and you know, they're probably from like New York or something. So you always like kind of lean in and listen because you want to make fun of them because we're cruel people in Maine. But um, these two guys at this like diner, it wasn't a diner. It was like a little more upscale than that. It was a lunchy place and they had a lot of vegetarian entrees anyways these two guys were totally laid out the whole plot for lost but it wasn't a show at the time no it wasn't like way pre-production but then it turned out that one of the guys who was the producer writer director person for lost had a summer place in this town on the coast of Maine. And so Emmy and I had overheard the whole thing and we were cracking up because we thought it was so funny and like so weird. And it was somebody very famous. And little did you know. Yeah, who created this hit TV show that we secretly heard stuff about ahead of time. Yay, Maine. Yay, yeah, you, baby. I'm sorry, but that's kind of a strange premise for a show, too. It's another, it hey, is. this it airplane is. crashes. These people land on this island. There's a big black smoke thing going on. People die. Some people don't die. Are well, they in already? That's the, that was the big question, right? That's uh, what kept made people keep watching. They're like, are they in purgatory? And then they die and they get out of purgatory. Well, didn't you find out? It was really kind of a mess. When Dee said that she hated the ending, almost everyone hated the ending of that oh, show. Yeah. 
yeah, they kind of jumped the shark a lot. And they couldn't figure it out, probably. Um. She says she can remember leaving a study session to go to my friend's house to watch the episode. That's how big a deal Lost was for some of us. Like, uh -huh. it was huge. <laughs> but if you just think about the premise, it's so weird. She said it was so bad. Multiple exclamation well, points. Well, I'm glad I didn't have to experience that trauma. It was so good, though, for so long. It was so good. So good. <laughs> And I really felt connected to it because I had heard them talking about it at the little like lunchy. I know place. you watched them all, didn't you? I did. You I watched all the way through. You and Emily both, right? Yeah, we were so into it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't get sucked into that kind of thing. I only do the short burst shows like you have nowadays. That's not true. Not years and years of it, unless it's like American Pickers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, or, or, or Ghost Adventures. I like, I like the realistic nonfiction. Finding Bigfoot, watch them all. But you know why? There's only one reason why I like Finding Bigfoot. Why? Because they've got that female scientist on there. That's Renee? Totally, uh, uh, what? Skeptic? Skeptic. Thank Logical? You. Yeah. Says things like, why are you yelling? <laughs> and they say it's a Bigfoot call, and she right. says, well, how do you know? Exactly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> those are my questions. No, it's all right. You are the scientist. And find You're Renee, baby. You're Renee. Oh, I'll be um, Bobo. I can't be Renee. She's more of a man than I am. But... We could role play, and you could be Renee, and I can be Bobo. I could oh, be, like, the stoner guy. It's like... exciting, but it only lasts for, like, 10 seconds. So. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other weird shows? I got this one. I never heard of it. Okay. At all. Okay. It's called Rabbits. What? It's from who they entitled him the King of Weird, David Lynch. Oh yeah. It's three anthropomorphic rabbits. Oh really? One of whom is actually Naomi Watts in a rabbit costume. Okay. This is from ScreenRant.com, by the way. Okay. So these three oh, rabbits okay. exist in the living room and have bizarrely disjointed non-sequitur conversations with each other while laugh tracks play at seemingly random moments throughout each episode. And it was horror, right? It was like avant-garde horror? That's exactly right. It's yeah. an avant-garde horror miniseries only available on Netflix BBC version. Do you have any images of it? Because that would be so cool to uh, see. I can't share images. Oh, you but can't? But the one I have looks like basically like a dollhouse with three velveteen rabbits in it. So it's not that cool anyway. Really? Yeah. If that's how they staged it, it would be really cool. You know the, you know what I mean by oh. velveteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I have an image. And it's creepy. Oh, no. It's a deviant art image. It's not the real one. Oh. So it's just basically these rabbits Go talking. To no, 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 that won't take you right to this. No, place. that's kind of creepy though. It is. Hmm. Have you ever heard of Splash? The movie? No, not the movie with the mermaid. It was a reality show. Can I say one more thing about rabbits real quick? I don't know. It's kind of creeping me out. It was also used in psychological experiment in 2013 to test the effects of acetaminophen on existential crisis and the effects of surrealist art. <laughs> That's quite an off-the-wall. I mean, 
We got some mental health issues going on in this house. We do. But it doesn't have anything to do with existential crisis because of surrealist art. Oh, wait, maybe you. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right, there's a show called Splash. Yeah. In which, like, celebrities just jumped from really high things into a pool. Really? Yeah. Like, how did they do, like, belly flops or dives? I don't or? honestly know. Like, it says dives in the explanation. And it says, celebrities dive from extreme heights into a pool each week. This is the IMDb profile. Each week, one celebrity is eliminated, and the challenge becomes more difficult. <laughs> Does it get, like, higher and higher? I think so, yeah. That's kind of... Stupid. The host was Joey Lawrence. Oh, <laughs> well, you know it had to be bad. <laughs> and Teresa Thompson, who I, I don't know who they are. I mean, I don't know who that is. I and, know who Joey Lawrence is. and the contestants included Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Louis Anderson. <laughs> That's quite the spectrum, right there. Yes. Drake Bell. I don't know who Chai that is. Bravo. Rory Bushfield. I only knew the first two. <laughs> Keisha Knight Pulliam. Pulliam, sorry. Yeah, she was from Bill Cosby Show. Yeah, Kendra yeah. Wilkinson, who I think was a Playboy bunny. Uh, yeah. She probably hurt her little cotton tail. She probably did, that poor little bunny. <laughs> but, like, I don't honestly know who won, but now I kind of want to watch it just to find out <laughs> who won. Splash. <laughs> Dee said that she also enjoyed Once Upon a Time, which is by the creators of Lost, and it started off good, but it lost, got then lost it along its way, just like Lost. Um, I think I watched that for a season, and I liked it Once too. Once Upon a Time, yeah. Emmy, was, our my our oldest daughter was really really into that. Yeah. <sighs> Wake up! You can't yawn on the podcast. Well, Once Upon a Time makes me sleepy. <sighs> Um, D says, says Drake Bell is a kid star from Nickelodeon. He was on the Amada show and Drake and Josh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember that. Sean's too old for that. See? He's too old like for Drake and Josh. What? The only Nickelodeon show I remember is Slime. <laughs> Have you ever heard about Jigsaw? No. What? No. That's that's my next category. You can't go two in a row. All right, you go. Literally. All right, you go. You find the image of Mr. Nosybonk. No, I'm not finding an image. No, of I want you to post that. You're being too busy. You're being bossy. Jig, please. You okay, fine. Thank you. Jigsaw was a BBC children's show. <laughs> Which for the... This is from ScreenRant.com as well. I don't want to show Mr. Nosybunk because he's scary. <laughs> Jigsaw was, for the most part, a cute educational show for children that focused on fun puzzle-solving games and kid-oriented humor. It's kind of like Dora the Explorer. Uh -huh. However, there was one character from Jigsaw that could drive terror through the hearts of even the bravest adults. Mr. Nosybunk. Come on, baby, please. I'm trying, but it won't let me do it. Played by mime artist Adrian Headley, sported a dinner suit and a flat-out terrifying... It is a scary humanoid mask. <laughs> like, Com complete it, with a not-so-subtle phallic-shaped nose. Ooh. 
Nosybonk never spoke, which only added to his deeply unsettling nature. Oh. Many of his scenes were weirdly subtly sexual. There he is. <laughs> yeah, that's not the real. That's like a. I don't know. Is that a real image? That's not the image I have. But anyways, it's creepy. Yeah, that's pretty close. They're creepy. Look at that mushroom tip. That is terrifying. I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> for those of the you who don't, crazy. for those of you who can't see this, like it's like this very white-faced mask with a giant bulbous nose with huge white nostrils and a smile, a fixed smile where every white tooth is outlined by black and the black of the eyes and the nostrils and the outline of the teeth all match and then the whiteness of the hair and the nose and the complexion all match and it is a nightmare a nightmare and i don't can't believe sean made me share it <laughs> really It's not as terrifying as what Dee posted about. All right, you read what Dee says. Oh, there's a show, I think it's Norwegian, about a guy with a long dong that would use it to help kids. I can't remember the name, though. It was Mr. Something. But I've already found it. Is a long dong what I think it is? It, there's a Danish kids show about a man with a massively long penis. No, it is and not. This is from TheMarySue.com. No, that can't be real. Meet John Dillman, whose name literally translates to something like John Schlong. His life is so complicated because his giant long penis keeps creeping around and getting him in trouble. No, you're kidding. It says we don't actually see a penis in the ship. <laughs> you want me to go on? <laughs> yes. Yes. He's usually seen wearing like a bathing suit or underwear or something. And his magical re member remains clothed in striped fabric, sort of the way the Hulk stays in his pants. John's incorrigible Willie gets into all sorts of trouble. In one episode, he uses it to walk his dog, and then, oops, he has to walk all the neighbor's dog. In the <laughs> You're not serious. That's not real. In another episode, he floats, his he floats away with his wiener attached to a bunch of balloons. He also uses his That's penis. That's not <laughs> real. Wait, 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 that can't wait. be real. He also uses his penis to steal ice cream. <laughs> That's not real. What's it called again? John Dillerman. D I L L E R M A N. Yeah, I found it. Okay. Oh, he's a middle-aged man. That makes it creepier. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> How is that real? Where is this, Dan where is this Denmark? Where is it, Sean? Where is it, D? 
Is it Denmark? He said Norwegian, but this article oh, it's says, Norwegian? says Danish. Is that, oh. that's, that's not the same thing. So mine would be Denmark. Right? I would like to tell you that I have found a, a picture of someone dressing up their child like this. <laughs> for Halloween? Yeah. Or just for GP? For Halloween. Uh, What's GP? General purposes. Oh, there's a child. You see the child? <laughs> I don't see. Oh, wait. He's got his long songs next to his leg. You see it? Yeah. And this is the image, the images from the actual show. He's got a wiener on the end of his wiener. It's a creepy looking man. He's got a porn stash. He does have a porn stash. <laughs> and a face that constantly looks like he's having an orgasm. Sean! No, he does. He's wearing a red and white shirt, which yeah, matches like, the fabric like, in like, which... Where's, uh, a hung where's Waldo. Are you sure this was a children's show? Yeah. Are you sure? That, that's what D said, and that's what my article says. I'm going to uh, go 98 tomatoes, 98% on this one, whatever. No. What world do we live in? I'm not for I'm not for censorship or banning things, but that's creepy. I know, and everybody knows it's about the girth, not the length. <laughs> they played it wrong. How is that a kids show? I don't know. That's such a very very <laughs> different culture than ours, I guess. Um, thank you, Susie. Um, Susie says another creepy show was Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Although that's on my one of my lists. Is it? Yeah. Pee Wee's Playhouse. Totally creepy. Honestly, I thought Barney was creepy. Yeah, well, I can't believe I didn't see Barney in any of my research. Yeah, Barney was all because about you're right. Barney was a little bit too hands on. Barney, Barney's big purple dinosaur with his very thick smile that never That's moved. That's why I asked you to stop calling me that. That's not true. My nickname as a child was Barney, babe. Not no, you used to call me your big purple dinosaur. That was only... Never mind. He's lying again. <laughs> He's just lying. Um, Yeah, Pee-wee's Playhouse starring Paul Rubin says Pee-wee Herman. 1986 to 1990, Susie. Creepy show. Creepy and strange. All around weird. But here's the thing. In my opinion, maybe not quite as creepy, but Pee-wee, Paul Rubin, and I don't know his name, but the guy from Blue's Clues, because they could each play each other's roles if they wanted to. Yeah. You ever watch Blue's Clues? No, I hated that show. It's not it's not all crazy like creepy like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. I mean even the name Pee Wee Wee's Playhouse is, is freaking creepy. Kiwi. I said Pee oh Kiwi's Playhouse. <laughs> That's the down south. Uh, it's Pee Wee's Playhouse everywhere else. Kiwi's Playhouse in Australia. Yeah. Barney, however, started in nineteen ninety two. Big purple dinosaur. All about the love. And he had his friends Baby Bop, BJ, and Riff. <laughs> Both of those names got to be a clue. Baby, <laughs> Baby Bop. Baby Bop. And Riff. Yeah. And like, I really had a passionate hate for Barney. When? When my daughter 
Emily, our oh, oldest daughter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was a a a baby. Like it was, we were so poor that we only had like antenna TV, and yes. well, whatever, maybe whatever poor or maybe the, cheap. Whatever came in on the tinfoil. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and that was it. And I think M grew up not really being into TV because our TV choices were so poor. Emily hated Barney, right? Yeah. Like she hated it just as much as I did, which I always thought was really interesting. Um, here we go. Let's see if you can hear it. Sean won't, but hopefully the rest of you can see Barney, where everyone hugs and kisses. It's creepy. It's creepy. Emily didn't like him. She just thought he was unreal. Like, but their message is lovely. It's all about love and being best friends. Yeah. That's right. And that, what? I said secrets. Yeah, the whole. Don't tell your parents. Hey, Doug made it. Hey, Doug. It's good to see you. Oh, my brother, the car. Doug mentioned my brother, the car. Have you ever heard of that? No. Oh my goodness, Sean Kelly. My brother, the car. Have you? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> oh, I can't find it. Ah. Well, I know that was a show too. I know it's my brother because Doug says exclamation point other. I know, but I'm pretty sure it was my brother, the car. Maybe it's my mother, the car. I don't know. I think it was before my time. Oh, um, Dee said, I used to like kids songs. It was like a TV show where they sang songs and my parents got hooked, me hooked on it. I don't know that show. Excuse me, me neither. Oh, it's my mother, the car. My All right. mother, the car. I'm going to go. I'm assuming the mother is a car. It's an American fantasy sitcom. One season, but Doug remembers it. And there were 30 episodes. The premise features a man whose deceased mother is reincarnated as an antique car. And she communicates with him through the car radio. Wow. wow. Do you ever feel like a lot of the writers were just really stoned? Really bored. Really stoned. Really stoned and bored. Really stoned and bored. Yeah, my mother the car. You want to hear so one much, of the weirdest, so what? the stupidest, like the most horrifying show I've ever heard of. And I never saw it in real life. What? It's on digital spies list of weird TV shows. What is it? Pile Honey, I'm Home. Pile Honey, I'm Home? It's a sitcom yeah. about Hitler yeah. and Eva Braun what, what? living next to a Jewish couple. From where? Where was it originally produced? Yeah. I don't know. Hold on. I'll look uh, it up. Like, I'm in such, like... It sounds like a, a parody of, like, a really old show. Uh, it's 1990, remember. babe. I know. I said it sounds like a parody of a really old show. Like, I don't remember the actor's name because they're so old. But, but um, we have, like, neighbors that are really friendly. Like, like you know, I love Lucy couple. or Dick Van Dyke yeah. or Mary Tyler Moore. Right, exactly. All right, so ready? Yeah. It was a British sitcom. Jeff Atkinson wrote it. 1990. One episode aired. I bet. 
and then it was canceled. Yeah. Can you imagine? No. Okay. I can't believe it even aired had one episode. Apparently the premise, this is according to the Wikipedia article. The first episode opens with a caption card explaining Heil Honey's fictional backstory, which supposes the rediscovered lost tapes of an abandoned, never aired American sitcom created <laughs> by Brandon Thalbog Jr. <laughs> that is wrong. That is wrong. That's just so wrong. I don't think you could ever. I I I was I was gonna. If you would have asked me after you said the title, I would have said it was made a lot more recently than the nineties. I can't believe that. I can't believe it even had one episode. I know. Um, there's another one from Australia called Wilfred. Yeah. And it's a story of a girl. Her pet dog, Wilfred, and her boyfriend. But throughout the show, they don't have a real dog play Wilfred. It's a human and a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. You keep talking, but I just thought of something. Okay. Are you done? And then they remade it, basically, with Elijah Wood in the U.S. Yeah? Yeah. And? They still had the same guy As playing the dog. role of the dog. Yeah. All right. Of all these lists we've looked at for our research, yeah, and all the conversation and the comments and stuff, nobody has mentioned this disturbingly freaking weird show, Teletubbies. Do you remember them? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I refuse to watch Teletubbies, so Man. I was a bad mother. I got to tell you. Tell us about Teletubbies for those well, of us who don't, don't know. I remember that. I couldn't. I, it was older. I was older than Teletubbies, but I have seen I mean. You're older than Teletubbies. <laughs> yes. I was, I was too old to watch Teletubbies, but I think I had some siblings or something that watched them. <laughs> and I just thought it was kind of screwed up. <laughs> I mean, one guy had a penis on his head. Uh, Remember, they all had the different shapes and stuff. I really don't like Teletubbies. I got to you right now, full disclosure, our dog just farted, and it stinks the holy hell. It really is bad. And we're in this office with him, with the doors closed. Oh, he looks kind of dead, babe. Well, maybe I it's think we lost another dog. That I smell it's similar. Sorry. He's good. He's twitching. He didn't twitch, baby. He did. His legs twitched. Sparty? Come on. <laughs> okay, it's Aramo. I him. told you. Oh, I saw his legs twitch. I was twitch. really scared. <laughs> it's that. The smell is honestly that bad. Um, <laughs> Dee's little cousin loved Teletubbies. Yeah, Doug made a joke that. about Mother the Car saying he knew how to push Mother's buttons because right. he talked to her through the radio. Dee said, that sounds like Christine, the Stephen King novel, where she talked to her owners through the radio. Uh, Dee said, I had a tinky winky dipsy lolly, lala, and poo. Those well, are... you had quite a collection there. Yeah, Dee was spoiled. Um, that was Tinky Winky, and he what has purple with a big red purse. <laughs> I hope that if you still own those, they're in a storage unit somewhere. Me. Yeah, so she can make tons of money. Susie said, um, I used to go to my friend's house to watch Dark Shadows because my mom thought the show was 
sacrilegious dark shadows d i mean susie is on one of my lists like it's um mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's on the inspired traveler list out of canada and it said um there's a 2012 adaption with johnny depp but the original was in the 1960s and it was like the adams family yeah um but like it had ghosts and zombies and regular people and werewolves and time travelers and witches and allegedly the program was inspired by a dream that dan curtis the creator had in 1965 um and the critics were not in favor of dark shadows oh really no oh. but it also like uh like when jk rowling wrote harry potter a lot of very strict christian fundamentalists thought it was satanic and um well you know that's probably what part of the reason oh, why susie i don't know what susie's mom's religion was but people thought it was really naughty yeah like really really naughty but it wasn't that naughty what never mind but it had many a lot of a lot of Christians don't like that, even that term, magic. Uh, Dee says she never owned any Tuttle Tubbies. I'm so sorry, Dee. It's good in the I don't know. It is. It's good. We had it's a, a Barney name. and a Baby Bop in our house, and we used to torture them. Who? Who's we? You and Emily? Emily did. What did you do to torture She had Barney beat up Baby Bop. Bob. Oh, that's not real, George. You didn't slit him open with a knife and pull her stuffing out or anything? Oh, my God, no. Oh, okay. She just acted out her aggression with them when she was two. <laughs> when she was two. <laughs> well, luckily enough, she got over her aggression. She definitely two. did. Like three days ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, Emmy, if you're watching this, no. Uh, I'm sleeping. Yeah, Emily's in Crete right now. Right. Crete. No, Crete, the island. Just like Jimmy Hoffa. Living her best life, she our child. Life yeah. All right, so. <laughs> Wait. You said yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I just say yeah. Move on, baby. You don't even know what I said. Oh, no, I don't. All, All right. right. Let's skip it then. So it's 8.02. Which means our podcast has gone on for an hour. What? Already? Already. Dang. I know. You know how I can always tell? When there's nothing but ice left in my glass. It's just about 8 o'clock. That's really interesting, actually. Every time. So what's your what's your favorite uh, creepy, strange show, babe? Me? Yeah. You know, I got to be honest with you. And you're not going to like this answer. Uh, when do I ever like anything you but say? When I was a kid, uh, and... Really, I've never been creeped out by it. Like, really, like, oh, that's a popular show, but I find it a little creepy since I was a kid. It was Doctor Who. What? The old 60s and 70s You never watched that. Yes, I did. I'm such a Whovian. You I watch know. it now. That's because I was scared of the theme song and all those, all those crazy homemade special effects they had. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was creepy as hell. You know what I mean? I love Doctor Who. I mean, part of the reason is probably because you I was like, you know, up in the middle of the night. I wasn't supposed to be trying oh. to tune it in on the UHF channel. Yeah, in our in New Hampshire when I was growing up, they had all the repeats um on 
um, PBS, like New Hampshire, or Boston, I think, the PBS station, which is public television in the U.S. And um, I, it was on Sundays. Wait, you can't laugh. This I'm is really, really that. sad. This is so sad. Ready? Yeah. Okay. So my dad, my little hobbit dad, Lou Barnard, was adorable, <laughs> yeah. but very absent-minded. And the custody agreement said that he had to come take me on Sundays so we could have he had to. Yeah, so father-daughter time, right? And he often forgot. And <laughs> when he forgot, I'd just be sitting in my room looking down the hill at the driveway, waiting for him and his little beige Ford Escort to drive up. Watch and like I eventually would always give up on the days he forgot. But those were the days that I watched Doctor Who. Oh. And so Doctor Who, I think for me, began to represent, hey, here's this lovely time traveler who never forgets about his traveling companions and tries to make the world better. And he became like my surrogate dad. Oh. Explains a yeah, lot. Yeah, right, because they changed it, didn't they? Yeah, now Doctor Who is a cool woman. Jodie yeah. Whittaker is the actress that's so kick butt. So I you have a hot for her. That? What? You don't want to know what I was laughing at? My sad ennui? No. Sparty's noxious do you remember, fumes? Do you remember back in the early, early, you probably didn't know, but back in the early, early days of cable? No, like we were get, too poor to have you it. You get this little box you put on top of your television. Oh, I remember that. And you, you had to push the buttons for the different channels. Oh, we didn't have that. Well, that was early, early. Okay. It was like you literally could feel the button going in. It wasn't like electronic now there. No, we had a thing where anyways. there was a lever across the top. Oh, okay. So anyways, that was like the very beginnings of like HBO and Cinemax and stuff. Yeah. And adult shows. Naughty things. So if you didn't pay for, for like America. HBO or Cinemax, back then the technology of scrambling was basically splitting the screen in half and flipping the halves on their opposite sides. Yeah. So when you were like 15 and a male, and you put on Cinemax at like 3 in the morning because they have the adult shows on. I never like, did that. Went, well, but I know about my friends doing that. And the scrambling would be. And so you guys. I don't like, think it was just dudes. You'd but. see like a right breast and a left breast, but they were opposite. Because <laughs> that's how they. They didn't really scramble it, they just flipped it. They split it and flipped the size. So everything was like, anyways. One, I'm sure not just boys. did not care. Just looked at that. I'm sure many a woman and girl and a gender human did too. That's why I have too. poor vision now, because my eyes were trying to flip those images and make <laughs> them normal again for like three years. In the dark. Okay. It's, it, look okay. it up. It's scientific. As, oh, is it's it, like, is it's it really? It's like, you know how kids used to get thumb injuries from playing video games? Yep. It's the same thing. Okay, baby. That explains <laughs> so much about you. Anyways, Susie said, the Twilight Zone and Outer Limits are shows that pulled me in, but then I'd go to bed and pile all my stuffed animals on top of me so that the creepy... Creature characters got them first. Susie, you and I need to talk. 
because I did the same exercise. She still was. And I she gets like two teddy bears between her and I in the middle of the night, so I have to go through them first. And then I take my pillow and I put it like sideways. And I used to, when I was a little kid, hold my covers over the top, surround myself by stuffed animals, because that would disguise the silhouette of my body for when the bad guy came into my room and tried to stab me through the bed. She still does that, but it's because of the cats, not me. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Because Cloud is very active at night, and yeah. she wants you to love her and pet her. But only me and not Sean. No, that's because she sleeps with me. Yeah, she sleeps on Sean's side. She gets her love from you. Wakes up, comes to my side of the bed, and then hits me with her little kitty paw. Just like you, baby. She gets her physicality from me. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I did the same thing, Susie. <laughs> and the Twilight Zone is actually on a lot of lists for strangest yeah, TV show. Yeah, the Outer Limits, actually. Yeah, so. Yeah. Us I mean, cool people I mean, watch the strange creeps, things. But I love the Twilight Zone. That didn't bother me at all when I was a kid. I can't see that. Yeah. Remember William Shatner in the Twilight Zone and the airplane episode? No. How do you, oh, I'm going to make you watch that now. I wasn't, like, even though I was, I watched a lot of Star Trek back in the day. I wasn't a Shatner fan. No, it wasn't. It was before Star Trek. I'm just saying, I wasn't a Shatner fan until I saw the hot tub scene. The hot tub where he dies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what movie. Like, that's a TV movie. And in it, spoiler, William Shatner gets it's electrocuted in a hot tub. And it is the best. Best. Death scene it I have is, ever it was seen. Better than watching the guy from Night Rider crawl across the floor for a hamburger. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Maybe that should be a thing. Strangest death scenes. Yeah. Crappiest yeah. <laughs> acting ever. Uh, I, Although I don't know. I wanted Shatner to be my dad, too. That's horrible. I know. I had like this really rich fantasy life where. William Shatner and Dolly Parton had a baby and it was me and they and they and they figured it out and then they readopted me and like it was shut up. I wanted Dolly Parton and Shatner to be my parents. Because Shatner had horses. And I just thought that would be the coolest thing. Well you got half of your wish. And Dolly was you just got Dolly. The I did get the part inside. Yeah. But Dolly was just Dolly. Like, how did you not want Dolly to be your mom? Oh, my gosh. And she's only gotten better. And she's only gotten better. I was way ahead of the curve on Dolly Parton. I'd say you were, baby. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, thank you for listening. Heck, yeah. Thank you so much if you've hung in this whole hour and ten minutes. <laughs> I'm so sorry God it went so long. You. God bless you. So sorry we got so weird. But thank you for being here. We super appreciate you. And we love you very much. Thank you for listening to Loving the Strange. Please be sure to like and subscribe. And remember, embrace the strange. New episodes every Saturday. Live streaming Fridays. Go get your strange on, friends. Thanks for listening.